welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. I'm Emily, and uh, I have not been blogcasting for some time. I'm sorry if you have been anxiously awaiting the new podcast, blogcast, Songs for the Struggling Artist. Um, I have also not been blogging so much either, so it's not just the blogcast, it is also the blog. And many other things as well. Um, partly that's because I've been working on a show, and when I'm doing a show, that's pretty much all that there is. That's all I can focus on. Um, so the show is over, so that's something. Um, and the other thing is that, like, this election stuff pretty much, uh, it was a, it's a killer man I mean it just it's hard it's hard to feel like I know what to say about anything the world feels really turned upside down and it's hard to um I don't know make a case for for anything I normally would be talking about here or or it's like so on the nose for things that I'm usually talking about here that I actually literally have no idea what to say so I am, and I'm also so sick of all of every single podcast that I'm listening to. Actually, I'm not listening to most of my podcasts because they're all about the election. Um, and I just, can't, I, I can't. Uh, so we're going to stick with um, good old songs for the struggling artist type stuff. And, and in fact, I'm actually going to be going a little bit back in time. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm reading to you a, a blog that I wrote a while ago and then typed even also a while ago and so that the sort of delay in time comes in handy for sort of recommitting to the things that that are important like you know making art and making things about art and talking about art um, which is in fact important even though things feel crazy right now <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I ran into a, a, a client of mine, a Feldenkrais client on, of mine on the street, and she was like, yeah, I'm going to start an arts thing, and her tagline is going to be using arts to open hearts. And that's really lovely, super sweet, and I, I do believe that. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's, one must start with one's own heart first, I imagine, See, even when it's been broken. Um, so anyway, I'm not saying what, what, what are we doing? Talking about no, no, no election talk here. None, none of that. No more of that. So what I'm going to read to you here today is a blog that is called the discomfort of being different. That's not related to what's going on in the world at all. No, 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 sir. Um, but so here, so, so here it is the discomfort of being different. I make theater. For years, I tried to make it the way everyone else was making it, but I found I was always running into trouble, and it never turned out the way I wanted. When I realized that I didn't have to try and fit in, I felt liberated. I didn't have to do things the way other people did them. I didn't have to follow the accepted norm. I could do it my way. I could audition actors my way. I could rehearse my way. I could perform my way. Periodically, I run into some pushback, and it is always fascinating to watch what happens around it. 
I had a moment not too long ago wherein I'd invited an actor to audition for my company, and I asked her to come in for our workshop playtime, which is how I invited actors to audition, and also to signal to them that I wanted it to be different than the usual audition. And this actor wrote back saying she couldn't make it, but to let her know when we were having auditions. When I got this email, my insides got all twisted up and I felt a familiar discomfort, a deep sense of something I couldn't put my finger on. Later, with some distance, I was able to deduce that it felt like shame. Like all those times I wore an article of clothing to school that did not pass muster with my classmates. You're wearing fluorescent green, but everyone's wearing fluorescent orange. You are so out of it. And I just couldn't fit in. No matter how hard I tried, and I tried, I tried so hard. And then I stopped trying and began to dress completely unlike anyone at my school. I started shopping at vintage shops out of town and wearing vintage ties, repurposed skirts. I was so much happier this way. The clothes that everyone was wearing were ugly on me and I felt so much better in my self-styled wardrobe. And I discovered that I got teased a whole lot less than I did when I was trying to fit in. I was much more able to thrive when I played by my own rules. There's something similar going on in my theater making. I find a lot of the usual way of doing things ugly, perhaps even toxic. Auditions are horrible. Casting can be impersonal and inhumane. There are many structures to, in place to keep distance and control in the hands of the people holding the bag of money. I've seen actors, designers, and crew bullied and abused, and no one can complain. It is just what people expect sometimes. So when I set up a process that I mean to be kind and respectful and gentle, people get confused. And sometimes they get mad at me because I have not asked them to do the thing that they're used to doing. By wearing my repurposed skirt and tie, I have unintentionally challenged the entire structure. And most of me is delighted to challenge the field. It needs a challenge. I am a happy nonconformist. In many ways, my nonconformist structures are built to weed out those who will not respond to them. I know very well that my work is not for everyone, nor is my way of working. It is a good thing when someone self-excludes from my process. But when I'm challenged about my methods, my stomach flips over and I feel like I've been caught not knowing what the unwritten rules are instead of choosing to break those rules. I have to acknowledge that while I am 90% nonconformist, there is 10% that just wants to be accepted. It is my inner 11-year-old who just wants all the kids to like me and the established form to open its arms and invite me in. I get better and better at staying true to my own impulses, my own way of doing things, my own sense of style, but the journey isn't over. It is not always easy to be the odd one at the edge of the middle school dance. It can be painful to be operating from a different script than the majority of my peers. The pain pays off, I think. We, the oddballs, have a lot of original thoughts, ideas, and methods that the ones who have managed to fit in will never have access to. But it does seem to involve tolerating a certain amount of discomfort when our worlds meet. Theater is wonderful and awful for the same reason. Theater involves people. We have to work with people to make theater, and we have to perform for people. 
There is no part of the experience that doesn't involve being in community in some way or another. And one of the tricky things about being a part of a community is figuring out how much one needs to assimilate to the group. How much homogeneity is good and how much is counterproductive. There is some evidence through social science experiments that human beings feel physical pain when we feel separate from a group. We feel physical pain when rejected. To avoid feeling like outsiders, we will say things we know are incorrect. We will risk our lives. We will do silly things like stand up when a bell goes off, just because everyone around us does. It feels important to recognize that evolution has made us social animals as a life-saving skill, so the pain of diverging is real. But there are also benefits to risking nonconformity. This article from MIT said it this way. Our studies found that nonconformity leads to positive inferences of status and competence when it is associated with deliberateness and intentionality. In other words, observers attribute heightened status and competence to a nonconforming individual when they believe he or she is aware of an accepted established norm and is able to conform to it, but instead deliberately decides not to. See, I know what the accepted established norm is. And I guess the discomfort that I feel is when I discover that others don't know that I know. Instead of feeling the benefits of nonconformity in those situations, I feel the shame. That's the danger of doing things differently. And a danger I will continue to face. Because I am definitely never wearing that fluorescent green sweatshirt again. So that, my friends, is the discomfort of being different. Um, I imagine you are different too, in your own ways, all of you. Um, my computer is doing this lovely thing where it, it, once I start recording in GarageBand, it, the fan starts going crazy, and, uh, and then it makes it hard to hear me over the fan. So um, hopefully, I, I, I tried to find a way around that, and hopefully you don't get too much fan in my little reading there. Um, but apologies if the sound is, is funky. My computer's having a day, apparently. It is also different. God love it. <laughs> Thank you, computer, for being different and being a nonconformist. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, the, that's the, the blog for the day. Thank you for listening, and um, thank you for doing something different. This is a song about a girl with a different name. There's a girl named George who has to sleep now. If you ask for George, she's fast asleep now. If you want to play with George today, with George, you'll have to wait for There's a girl named George whose eyes are closing. You'll see little George has started dozing. If you hope to sing with George or swing with George, you'll have to wait for George to Go on sleeping 
gone sleeping, George. There's a girl named George who's sleeping deeply. If you watch her doze, she'll make you sleepy. If you want to talk with George or walk with George, you'll have to wait for George to wake. Go on sleeping, George. Go on sleeping, George. Go Go on sleeping.